Hi, this is Gary Life Art, and you are listening to podcast Body is a Temple in this episode. You are not going to be able to recognize yourself a year from now if you really put yourself fully in. And so I would tell people, like, listen to your heart, quiet your mind, and take the step that you can now, you know, and do at least 10 minutes of personal development every day, listening to a podcast, reading a book, something to, to start reprogramming, you know, the, the beliefs that are in your mind. Hi, it's Karina and you are listening to Body is a Temple, podcast about how to live your dream life holistically healthy. Enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Karina. Thank you for choosing Body is a Temple podcast. I want to say at the beginning a few words about the show and me. I started it from my big passion for sharing what I've learned about personal development and health, which helped me to create the life of my dreams. I hope in each episode you can find at least one thing that can help you to improve your life and live your dream life. I currently choose my paradise in Mexico. My main business are marketing services for wellness. The podcast is my passion project and I do need your support and help. You can do it by choosing a subscription plan or by hiring me as a freelancer. I have top rated profile on Upwork. You can find the link in the show notes, great reviews and a long portfolio. If you or maybe you know someone who are looking for a content creator, social media expert or marketing strategy, here I am. Other than that, enjoy the show, leave the five-star review or tell me what I can do to earn a five-star review. Thank you. Hi guys, welcome to Body is a Temple. Today's episode with Danielle and I'm super happy to have you in the show, Danielle. <laughs> hey Karina, I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm really excited to talk about how overcome limiting beliefs and how basically transforming something that seems like a, a tragedy and, you know, and the end of the world and the end of life into something beautiful. So I want to first ask at the beginning, if you could tell briefly your story with your accident and like what happened in your life? Yeah, uh, it's amazing how life unfolds. <laughs> and, you know, looking back, I think we can always connect the dots and see how challenges actually opened up beautiful things in our lives. But for me, uh, when I was 23 years old, so we're talking about about a decade ago, 10 years ago, um, I was hit by a drunk driver and sustained a brain injury. And my world stopped, you know, overnight. All of a sudden, I, I couldn't focus. I couldn't handle any sort of input from light or noise. And at the time, I had recently graduated college. I was doing Teach for America, so I was teaching. And it, I couldn't remember my students' names. I couldn't handle the lights in the classroom. I mean, it was all just so overwhelming. I ultimately ended up losing my job because uh, I couldn't physically handle the work, which meant my income stopped. And at the age of 23, I did not have a plan B you know, in place. And so I ended up having to move back in with my family. Thankfully, my parents you know, were willing and able to take care of me. But it really, I mean, so much rattled me with that because the doctors, they didn't have a solution. And I think, 
you know, we always think there's things in place. The medical community knows if we have a challenge, they have an answer. Well, for me, they didn't. They said, you know, with your type of injury, it was classified as a mild traumatic brain injury, a mild TBI, which I don't know, it's an oxymoron if you ask me, because there's nothing mild about it, but it could have been worse. Uh, And so they kind of said to me, like, these things usually clear up in a month. And then they said three, and then they said six. And then one year out from my accident, my neurologist literally said to me, Danielle, you know, your body's done the healing it's going to do from this type of injury. And this is your new normal. And you need to shape your life around these symptoms and you've got to move on. And I was 24 years old when I was basically told, look, this chronic health issue is going to be yours for life. And I was suffering still with severe migraines. You know, they were relentless and I was unable to do so much. Um, But it's interesting because him saying that switched something in me. (laughs) And I started to realize, like, if I'm going to get through this, you know, and if I have to live with these physical impairments, I'm going to have to do something with my emotional and mental state because Karina, I, um, I was dealing with a very severe depression and anxiety, you know, I was having panic attacks regularly. And I just, I knew something had to change in order for me to, you know, want to honestly stay on this earth and, and make this life something that was worth living. And you had this, um, symptoms like after the accident, like when you were, yeah. yeah okay, cool. Yeah, the basically my brain hit my skull. So I looked fine, like you couldn't visibly see anything wrong with me, which was so difficult because you know, people would always say, Oh, you look fine, Danielle, or I look in the mirror and I, you know, I look like this. And uh, the injury was basically the myelin sheath uh, uh, in my brain had been teared. And so there were tears in them. And so I couldn't process information quickly, like I couldn't. I'd be wanting to talk about a specific word or describe something. And I couldn't pull the word out. You know, my brain just like couldn't access information as fast. And I, all of the inputs, flight, noise, people talking, a conversation flowing, like it all came into me at the same level. And I had a really hard time uh, processing through, you know, it all, it all was important in my brain. Like I heard the air, air conditioning as loud as I heard the person talking to me. And so it was really difficult uh, to function. So what was the breakthrough point like when you had heard this diagnosis and you said like something click in you, like what did you feel? You know, for me, the the first year I was pushing, like pushing to get back. I've been an athlete my whole life. You know, I've had injury before and I know how powerful the body is. I studied biology in school. And so I know when you give the body what it needs, typically it can repair itself. It wants to. And so I, that first year, I was really kind of clawing back, trying to get back to the life I had known, get back to living independently, having a full-time job. You know, I wanted to, to continue living my life, but my symptoms were relentless. And it was like, the more I pushed, the more issues I had, you know, I really had to learn to step back and just be uh, rather than do, uh, which is hard for me. <laughs> um, but it, when that doctor said that to me, Something in me just said, look, okay, it's like I started to look at life as a game. And I said, all right, there's new rules in the game, you know, and to me, to win is to be happy. I think we win this game of life when we are happy and, you know, finding gratitude in our days and and have joy. That's a win. And I hadn't had that for over a year. And I thought, okay, I can't control the fact that the accident happened. 
I can't go back and change it. I can't control my injury. I have yet to find a solution to my injury, though I was convinced I would find something. And I did, which I'm sure we'll get to. But I said, all right, I emotionally need to figure out how to get myself happy. And it was, um, it was an internal choice. And it was like, I had to switch the flip to, to make a concerted effort to pull myself out of depression, out of anxiety and focus on, okay, well, what can I do within these limitations? Like I can't do all these other things. And if I keep focusing on that, I'm going to remain miserable. Let me focus on what I am able to do. And I started to, to cook. I had a friend come over because I would like forget and I leave the stove on and stuff. So it was a safe way of doing things. <laughs> um, I, you know, I would play games. So we were kind of having some fun, but people that would come over to the house, we had to play like in the dark. I mean, my friends were wonderful. They didn't mind sitting in a dark room. I started to hang out with my grandparents and I started to get to know them on a very deep level and hear the history of, you know, my family, which only a couple generations ago did my my family, you know, move to the United States. And so it was amazing to get to hear these stories of things that I had no idea. And, I, you know, slowly, little by little, I started to shift things. I started a gratitude journal. I made sure that before I went to bed at night, I wrote something down that I was grateful for. And it started to rewire my brain so that I didn't look at the day and think about all the things I couldn't do or that I was missing out on. I was looking at, wow, I saw the most beautiful flower and like the sunrise was incredible today. And, you know, I made this delicious meal and I started to just live in the present moment. And it was amazing because when that started, the depression, the anxiety, it just started to like melt away. And I found the power of when you're in the present moment and you're finding something right now to be happy about that's right in front of you because there's so much, uh, you can change, change your world. I wasn't changing my physical health yet, but I was changing my internal state and you know, that's everything because the vibration you hold <laughs> is what you attract in, in life. You know, if you're holding a space and an energy of fear and anxiety, you're going to attract in things at that vibration. If you can hold a space of joy and gratitude, you're going to attract in, you know, things that are equal to that vibration. And that's really what started to unfold for me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And it's, it sounds like so simple, just deciding, you know, it's just like, from now on I'm going to be happy but it really works like that and I've been also like recently struggling with something and I was like catching myself that my mind my my, my thoughts were like producing endless conversation with someone that I didn't actually wanted to put my attention to and one day I just like sit down in front of my journal and I write, wrote down here and now I'm deciding to stop that I don't need this in my life it's not sustainable it doesn't support my health Today, I'm deciding to stop that. And of course, it didn't like fade away, like straight away. But I actually felt the change. Like, And every time when I was like coming back to those thoughts, I was like, no, I'm stopping this right now and I'm shifting my focus. So it really, it is possible to break the patterns, even though this pattern is coming back and coming back. But as you're going to decide, okay, no, I am deciding to break it. It's going to easier every time it's each time when it's coming back, it's easier to break it again. And like shifting your focus from this like spiral going down the rabbit hole of depression and anxiety to like, okay, I know this mind mind is freaking out, but 
I have a beautiful tree in front of me or I have a cup of coffee or this is so cool. I have a friend who texts me like, let's think about that. So thank you for sharing that as well, because I can definitely relate to that and experience this in my personal life as well. So please continue. What happened next? <laughs> well, I want to just say there's uh, when you when you decide something like the when you think about like side, suicide, homicide, genocide, it all means to cut off to kill. And so when you make a decision, it is literally like you are cutting off, you are killing the other option. And so what you're saying, that's everything. And that's what I had to do. For me, it, it honestly felt like a life or death because it might sound dramatic to say it in that way, but I didn't want to live if my life was going to be where I was full of depression, having panic attacks daily and physically feeling as awful as I felt. And so I said, something's got to give because I, I want to be here, <laughs> you know? And so I made a decision to just stop feeding the depression and the anxiety and do exactly what you said. I just, every moment I had to keep refocusing myself. What's right in front of me right now that I can be grateful for. And I, a lot of times I would step outside and go into nature uh, because that, recenters me so much. It just, and it reminds me of how small I am <laughs> in the grand scheme of things and how we are connected. And there is a beautiful plan. And sometimes we don't see it when we're in it and to just trust. And so, you know, for me, what happened next was because I, I, did, I was unconsciously doing this. Okay. I can look back now and see what happened, but because I had shifted my emotional state and I started meditating around the same time too, the meditation I was doing actually to help with my migraines and to help me sleep because meditation, you know, you have to, the meditations I did yoga nidra, you do them lying down in a dark room. And I'm like, I can do that with a brain injury. <laughs> so uh, They would help me sleep at night. And I do them before like a migraine would get full blown and unbeknownst to me, right. The meditations were doing what the yogis designed them to do thousands of years ago, which was literally rewiring my brain, helping me have a sense of peace and calm inside of my being all the time and connecting me in with my true self. You know, that part of me that's there before, during, and after all the crazy thoughts that our mind, you know, has. And when I did that, my world started to shift. It was like, I became happy. My parents, all of a sudden, I could see the stress in them go down. Like, okay, she's going to be okay. You know, because they watched me shift and me be emotionally okay with what was going on. And then because I was holding this higher vibration, well, the answer to my physical challenges got drawn in. I mean, it is amazing when you like, now I've realized what I tapped into and I try to teach other people to tap into this all the time. You create the world from the inside out. And so when I shifted, we got a phone call from an acupuncturist and she was a friend of my mom's. And she said, I've started using a technology in my practice that helps with cell signaling, like the trillions of cells that you are. She said, your cells are always talking as you get older, their signals decline. And if you have a lot of damage, it's like there's one bar of service, like the call for help can't get out. And she said, there's this liquid. They figured out how to stabilize these molecules. You can drink it. It replenishes your system supply of them. And it helps each person repair where they need it because it puts the signal in their body so their body can figure out what's wrong. And I'm thinking to myself, this sounds too good to be true. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I was like, why have I never heard of this? You know, it's called redox signaling. And I said to my mom, I said, I didn't learn about this in school. I don't think this is like a legitimate thing. I think your friend's involved in a scam. 
<laughs> and I actually, uh, I ignored this for about six months, but my mom started using it because my mom had bone on bone in her hands. And I don't know if you know anybody with those kind of issues, but she was in so much discomfort and her range of motion was terrible. Like she couldn't even make a fist. Six weeks of drinking this stuff, she got full range of motion back in her hands. And her discomfort levels, she said, you know, it wasn't completely gone, but it was really improved just in six weeks. And I was thinking like placebo, you know, like the biologist in me is like, no way. But then my dad started using it. My dad had a bad knee, avid athlete. He had torn his um, something in his knee in college playing football 30 years prior. He starts drinking this stuff. And 10 days in, he was running without his brace on his knee. And he said to me, I'm not sore after my workouts. I'm doing more in my workouts and I'm repairing faster. And he said, my knee doesn't hurt at all. And I was like, all right, like what's going on, <laughs> you know? And uh, they started to kind of dive into the research more and we were blown away. You know, they were showing uh, this company was newer, but they were doing a lot of research with athletes and with structure function, like st- showing what these molecules do in the body. And I thought, all right, I'm still not fully convinced, but this stuff can't hurt me. So let's, let's try. Like, why wouldn't I try? Because it can't contraindicate with anything. Like your body thinks it made it. So you can't be allergic to it. I mean, there's like literally no possible side effect. And um, I began using this and I didn't have immediate results, but the third month, the pounding that had been in my head, relentless for two years, stopped. And I started to be able to concentrate. I started to have energy again. I started to be able to focus. Uh, I was still very sensitive to noise and light. Like, I don't want to paint the picture that like, oh, I was healed. But I was having progress that I had been told was impossible and that I never would have. And my cognitive therapist, I'll never forget the conversation with her because I was seeing her weekly for over a year at this point. And she said to me, Danielle, I've been working with people with your injury for over 30 years. And she said, I've never witnessed someone have such a rapid recovery so far out from their initial trauma. She said, with your injury, it just does not happen. And the next words out of her mouth were, what the hell is that stuff you started drinking? (laughs) All my other clients need it. And um, I had a laugh because I didn't know what it was. I said, I thought it was salt water. I said, I have no idea what this stuff is. And um, she and I went on this like adventure of learning. You know, I have a very curious mind and she really has a desire to help her clients. And so we got in touch with a member of the medical board of the company and got on a phone call with him. And we were blown away with what he was sharing because he was saying, basically, my story wasn't unique. They were hearing so many amazing things globally, like this stuff was around the globe at this point. And he said, every single person is having a different result. It just depends on where they have their damage. And he described how all your cells are talking and there's not specific signaling cells for the heart or the liver or the lung. And um, after that phone call, I just, Karina, honestly, my mind just exploded with the potential of what this could mean, not just for people, but for animals, for plants, like any living thing. And that was, gosh, that was eight years ago. <laughs> so uh, it started me on a on a, a beautiful journey. Can you tell a little bit of maybe a, a history of this technology or discovery? Like is this was like discovered this eight years ago, more or less, or is it like known like even way before? Like where, where is this first like uh, coming from? 
Yeah. So for everybody that's listening, it's redox, which stands for reductants and oxidants. You probably learned about these molecules in school. And what's interesting is for a very long time, they thought these were the waste products of our ATP production. So in our mitochondria body, you know, every cell is making energy. Uh, Reductants and oxidants are spun off. The reductants are like negatively charged. They've got an extra electron and the oxidants are positively charged. They thought it was the exhaust, like the waste of that process. And then in the late 90s, uh, scientists got the like ability to be able to see at this level, um, equipment sophisticated enough, and a Nobel Prize was awarded for the discovery of nitric oxide and what nitric oxide does in the body. And it opened up this field of redox signaling because then everybody went, well, wait, <laughs> do these other molecules have a role and what are they doing? And so scientists have been studying this for a little over 20 years, um, but it's a newer field. I mean, definitely in science, that's a new field and it's growing and growing and growing, but it was thought to be impossible to create these molecules outside the body and keep them stable. It's kind of like a spark, like say you lit up a sparkler and I said, Hey, Karina, will you, you know, put your sparkler, can you grab one of the sparks and put it in a little Mason jar and bring it over so I can light my fire. You'd be like, no, Danielle, like the spark's going to be gone by the time I get there. <laughs> it's fleeting. And uh, that's what these molecules are. I mean, they're just, they go in and they do their job and they're quick. And, you know, when you have a positive and a negative together, they want to, they want to come together. And so scientists have tried for a long, long time to stabilize these molecules and couldn't, but they could do research in the lab because you could keep them stable for like 10 minutes and do research with them. And you also could, you know, watch them in the body. So uh, that's kind of how this all happened. And then a company through uh, what I believe was divine intervention, but there was a, you know, a mistake, a malfunction, something happened with this machinery and they figured out how to stabilize these molecules. They hadn't exactly figured out what they had done when they did it, but through research and through testing, they realized what they had done. And the company wanted to go down for drug approval um, for three drug applications with it. And they ran out of money. And so a member of their board, this might be more of a detailed story, but it's a fascinating one. <laughs> a member of their board bought up the intellectual property and the patents for how to stabilize the molecules. And um, he wanted to flip it. He wanted to sell it to a pharmaceutical company. He knew that they needed to change some things because at that time, they just had a machine that could make the molecules that you were then supposed to put in intravenously into your body, like within a certain time frame, And it just was not marketable. Like it wasn't realistic in a doctor's office. So they brought a team together. They got the molecules stable longer and went to sell it to a pharmaceutical company. This is back 2008. And um, they went through. Uh, I mean, they were literally in signing the deal. And the pharmaceutical company said, look, the beta test group that you have on this, uh, it's going to need to come off of it when, you know, when we finish signing and you're going to need to set, shut down production. And it was at that moment that the gentleman, his name was Virtus, um, he said, well, that's a little harsh. And he said, there's some people that need this technology, like their health has shifted so much since doing our beta test group. He said, I can't look them in the eyes and tell them they can't get it anymore. And the pharma company said, that's not your problem. You know, this is this is the deal. This is how it's going to look. 
and those people will figure out something else. And um, I was expecting kind of like this kind of story, like when you started to go talk about the pharma and the FDA approval and this kind of, oh, oh that's not going to end up good. Oh, it doesn't end well. It's like wild how much, I mean, I know you're in Mexico and it's like, there's so many things that have been pushed to Mexico because of regulations and craziness with our pharma industry and the FDA here in the oh, US. Colombia like, even, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. And people don't, this is the, people don't realize, like, I think more people are waking up to it after what we've been through the last few years, but uh, the pharma industry is not really interested in you getting healthy, right? Oh, no, no, it's not. That's why I am doing this (laughs) podcast to like share this to people like, hey, guys, wake up. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. And it's like, it's wild once you start to see because there. so get this, there's a website out there that I had first come across with this technology that was a bunch of um, doctors saying that it was bogus, that it was salt water, it was a scam. And I had believed it because it looked very legitimate. Come to find out all those doctors are tied to pharmaceutical companies and they're literally just putting out propaganda. I mean, they're just putting out stuff, bashing chiropractic, acupuncture, anything that's not a pill on that same website. And it's just like, man, you need to know where you're getting information from. Um, And you know, when you can go straight to the source, that's it. Like I've met the founder. I have met some of the other investors that were in on that meeting and they've told me the same story. Like Danielle, this is how it, we actually were angry because we thought we were going to make millions. And then Virtus says, morally, we're not doing this. He backed out of the deal. He said, they're going to shelve this stuff. This is something humanity needs. Who's 69 years old. Like, thank goodness, you know, everything always unfolds in, in just a divine order. Like how many people would have taken that deal? And he said, this is beyond me. This is bigger than me. This has been entrusted to me. And this is something I want to get out to the world. And so he spent another year trying to figure out like, well, how do you get something to market that nobody has any context for, you know, that requires a little bit of an explanation because it's not a CBD, right? It's not an essential oil. It's not nutritional. It's not anything we've been taught of for our health up to this point. Um, but it's it's like the next wave. And so he founded the company, um, ASEA. A-S-E-A. And it's a it's a network marketing company, meaning you have to learn from somebody in order to purchase it, which I think is brilliant for this technology because it requires some education. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm buying lipstick. You know, it's like, oh, wait, what is this? And I've got questions. And, you know, it's um it's been an interesting journey for me. Like I, so they founded the company in 2010. I had my injury 2012. I found the product in 2014. And so it's now been over eight years or coming on eight years that I've been using the technology and that I just got really inspired to tell other people about it. And what a beautiful model network marketing can be. I mean, there's also craziness in the industry, but when you have a good product with good people that are doing it for the right reasons, not money, but, you know, ethical reasons. I have met the most amazing people globally. You know, I've got friends down by you in Mexico. I've got friends in Australia, all that had some health result with this technology and said, you know what? I want to empower other people with this knowledge. Like the world should be educated on this. And if I don't open my mouth, they're not going to (laughs) know because they can't buy it at a store, you know? So it's just, uh, it takes a minute to like wrap your head around like, well, why is it coming this way? But when you realize the role and the pressure that the pharmaceutical industry and the chokehold it has on getting information out 
uh, you start to understand like, oh, I get why it has to be grassroots. Like I understand why something has to come this way. Mm-hmm. So uh, how are you feeling right now? Like how long you're using it? I have been using this since 2014. So a lot of years, <laughs> a little yeah, over eight almost, years. Um, yes. So yeah. like, do you feel that the symptoms after your injury is like all gone or like you're like 90% fine like how, how are you feeling after all those years it's a great question and i have been told everything was permanent i've been told the noise sensitivity light sensitivity like nothing you can ever do like i used to not be able to handle like natural light like i had blackout fabric in my bedroom and just to kind of help people understand like how bad it was um i got better from my light sensitivity after a year of using the redox my noise sensitivity went away several years into using it. And the last thing that kind of lingered was uh, my heart rate. So I noticed that if my heart rate got too high, the next day I would have a really bad like head day. Like I was foggy headed. I felt like I just got to sleep. And I finally figured out the correlation of what was going on. And so I've had to get clever <laughs> in how I could, you know, work my body out without overdoing. Um, and so I started lifting and walking. And now I just went out, well, even just like this past Christmas, I went to my parents in Sedona and I was hiking and I was totally fine. My heart rate went up, up, and it was like a non-issue. I hadn't pushed myself in a little while because I've just gotten used to working out in the ways that I do. Um, but, you know, it's something that I would say I've had a full 100%, you know, uh, recovery from it. And I think the redox every day now, if I stop drinking the ASEA, people have asked me that, like, will it come back? No uh it repaired and so I have stopped like I lived in the Philippines for about six months and I couldn't get it when I was over there um they now ship there but when I lived there they didn't <laughs> so so I couldn't get it and you know it wasn't like oh all of a sudden my brain issues came back the the thing I noticed was that I my energy felt different and uh, my focus felt different. And I, I realized like, oh, when I'm taking the redox now, my body, since it's healthy, it's getting like another level of health. Like I don't get these lulls in the afternoon. Like I'm very sharp, very focused. I sleep really well. So it's something I've decided to stay on just to be proactive and, you know, keep everything turned on that should be and help my body repair where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And you say you're drinking it. So can you tell a little bit more about that? Like, how does this taste? Like, what's the color? You know, like how much you need to drink? Like you said, like you drink daily, I guess. But like, yeah, just like more specific or how this process look like. Yeah, absolutely. And guys listening, if you want to learn more about this, like reach out. I'm I'm sure we'll put a link. You can contact yes, yes, to get course. it. So <laughs> it is it is fascinating. And um, it's not known for its taste. Okay, so. It tastes a little bit like pool water. Um, It tastes like you jumped into the pool with your mouth open, like chlorine-y, but that changes. So like it either tastes like that. Some people taste a little salt because the molecules are suspended in a saline solution. Um, And some people taste nothing. Like to me, it tastes like water. Like I couldn't tell the difference if I'm drinking a sea or I'm drinking water. It looks like water. Like it, it looks like it's clear. It looks like water. Um, You put it in a shot glass like two ounces, basically, you drink that in the morning and that at night. Um, if you're over 50, or if you've got a health challenge, like I did that you're trying, you know, to address, 
we say double up. It's like putting more construction workers on the job site. Like the repair is going to happen faster if there's more people working. So we say eight ounces a day. So you do two shots in the morning and two at night. And you just, you swish it in your mouth for 30 seconds and then you swallow and that's it. And um, they now have a topical, which didn't exist when I first learned about it, but the, the people were spraying the liquid like on their face and in their eyes. And they were seeing like their wrinkles were improving. Their sun damage was getting better faster. Like they kept saying to the company, you need to make a topical. But it took them for over 40 tries because these molecules are very reactive and they couldn't find something that didn't make the molecules react. But eventually they did. And they have it's called Renew 28. And the research they did was on skin. And they called it Renew 28 because your cells are supposed to renew every 28 days, your skin cells. As we get older, they don't. And so we see the sagging, we see elasticity issues, we see wrinkles. Now, the when you put the Renew on, it literally, your skin cells turn over 16% faster. You start to get fresher skin cells. So your skin is healthier looking, it's younger looking. And the thing is, that's what the research was done on, but we got our hands on it and we started using it for all sorts of issues, like cuts, burns, bites. <laughs> like It's like first aid in a tube, you know, because if you, wherever you rub it, it stimulates repair. So think about the number of applications for that. Like, there's a hundred ways I've used this stuff and um, it goes deeper than the skin. If people have muscle like discomfort or joint issues or like their range of motion is stiff, they can rub it on. We have found three applications within a five minute period. Like if you rub it on, you're going to be happy. Like nine out of 10 people come back and are like, whoa, <laughs> you know, when, when we do that, it's just when you, cause you're localizing where you're telling the repair to go. You know, you're consciously saying, hey, my knee doesn't feel great. Let's rub it on there. Uh, so it's remarkable. I mean, I think it's like we're at the tip of the iceberg. You know, and the gel is pretty cool because there's no scent, right? You can't be allergic to it. it doesn't get, it's not greasy. It doesn't get on your clothes. Like it just rubs right in. You didn't even know you put it on. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, yeah, I'm super happy to, to, to hear this story. And I want to ask you, like, okay, so, like, how does then your career starts to shift and, like, do you still live with your parents? You like how like you you get your life like change uh, after using this technology for all those years? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. So when I started to get healthy, I started really asking, what am I meant to do? Because my my perspective on life had changed so much. You know, I didn't want to go back to a nine to five job because it didn't feel secure. Because I knew if I lost my health, I couldn't work, and therefore I couldn't earn money. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that again. And, you know, my degree was in science, so I didn't know anything about business, um, but I knew that I wanted to have an impact. I knew I wanted to help people. And my mom kept saying, Danielle, you should do a SIA. Like you should share this technology. And I was like, mom, network marketing is like sleazy. Like, I don't think I should be involved with something like that. <laughs> and she said, no, 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 you're, you're missing the point. Like this is checking all of the boxes that you're telling me, just go listen. And so I went to a, an event and I listened to the founder of this company speak. And I had goosebumps from head to toe for eight hours listening to him. I mean, it was incredible. And I just, you know, when your intuition is speaking to you and saying, this is the way, like, this is what you're supposed to do. And so I said, okay, I'm going to figure out how to share this. I'm going to figure out how to tell my story. I'm going to figure out how to build a business here. That's only going to reflect lives that I change. That's how I'm going to earn an income. And I thought that's what I want to do. And I can do it globally. And so I, I moved to Florida. I was dating someone down there at the time. And um, 
I was living with like three roommates, you know, and I was like, I got to figure this out. I got a couple of other jobs kind of part-time. I was a virtual assistant. I was, I was feeling into being able to put, you know, work back into my life, but I said, this is what I'm meant to do. And so I started to learn how to network, how to meet people, how to share my story. And it was beautiful because I was such an introvert. Like I literally, the first event I ever went to a networking event, you go and you talk to other business owners. And I was so overwhelmed. I got in my car afterwards. I was shaking. Like literally, I couldn't drive because <laughs> I was so out of my comfort zone. But I just, I kept doing it. And I just, I knew that something to me was burning saying, you're meant to do this and y'all just get into motion. You'll meet the right people. And I did. First networking event I met to went to, I met a gentleman who ended up mentoring me for the next several years and helped me learn how to talk to people, how to, you know, build an organization that could reach thousands of people. And now gosh, we fast forward from that. It's been (laughs) an amazing journey. I've helped globally. I've educated thousands of people. Um, I have helped people on almost every continent learn about this technology. I have watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people um, health be changed. And I work with the most amazing people that are inspired by the same thing that want to make an impact that want to wake people up to, Hey, there are other options than, you know, these drug commercials you're seeing on TV that we're getting brainwashed with. Like you can empower your body to heal and come learn about this. And, um, it's really inspiring to be with those types of people. And, uh, I, I have to pinch myself sometimes. (laughs) Like, how did I get here? (laughs) How am I doing this? But it's been beautiful. And I, you know, I was able to get rid of the other part-time things. This business, you know, fully supports me and um, allows me to be where I want to be when I want to be there. And I know if my health went down again, uh, people are still going to get this technology. So, you know, I've been able to create that that passive income, which was what I was really after, um, you know, eight years ago as I started back out into the world. So I want to ask, you know, like, what would you advise, recommend, or suggest to people who are feeling some nigglings that they should do something like that but they also have some doubts oh no this is not serious this is like some silly stuff but they have some deeper feeling that they are actually that's the the right thing but they have lots of fear you know like how to listen to this inner voice and like how to take you know steps to go towards that spot That is a fabulous question. And I think you have to realize, you know, listening to your heart, that's that inner knowing, that's the intuition, that's what's saying, go this way, that that's the part of you that knows the mind, your mind, you have our human mind is it's beautiful, it's brilliant, but it also is like, it wants to keep you safe. So your ego, it's literally designed to help you learn. Like it takes all of your past programming and memories and everything you've been through in life. That's why you don't have to wake up and learn how to drive a car again. Like you just know how, because you have this, this programming, your mind also has programming around keeping you safe. And it doesn't want you to go into situations that bring up fear. And this can serve us well in some situations, but when it comes to something like starting a business or starting a new endeavor or stepping into the unknown, the mind chatter gets very loud. And uh, Bob Proctor, I, I don't know if you study him in any of his work, he calls it the terror barrier. And it, everybody has it. Okay. And it's it's normal. So the first thing I want to say is it's totally normal. I had the same fears. And I would be lying if I told you that I don't still have those things pop up. Like that's my mind. Like <laughs> It's part of being human. And so the terror barrier, the majority of people 
they go, okay, maybe I'll try this. And they step out and one person says something negative and they, they pull back, you know, oh, they were right. The mind starts going, oh, you were right. Oh, this was a terrible idea. Oh, what am I doing? And you bounce off the terror barrier and it happens. And maybe you get the energy up again. And then the mind is saying, no, like, what are people going to think? People are going to tell you, no, they're going to say you're crazy. You're involved in some scheme. You've lost your mind. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. All that mind chatter is going to be there. What I want to tell you is keep going anyway, because when you break through the terror barrier, that is when everything opens up, but you have to get through it. And most people don't, they get stuck. You get stuck in your comfort zone because that's where your mind tells you you're safe. But the mind is not helpful in this scenario. It's not helpful when you want to grow, when you want to push past, like pushing to another level is scary, (laughs) but you have to go into it knowing that. And when you have, oh, this, this is the terror barrier Danielle's talking about. Like, oh my God, it's loud. Like I'm sweating. Like it's real. It, it does feel that way. But what I can tell you, what I love about business model of network marketing and being part of ASEA, there's a community of people that are so supportive, like so supportive. They go, hey, I get it. Hey, I was there too. Hey, I started reading this book. This book really helped me because it helped me understand what was going on with my mind. You know, it helped me get the courage to, to push past my limiting beliefs. Like it taught me more about myself. And I, I don't know if you've ever read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, it's Robert I Tiesen. have not, but I heard about that. So yeah. Okay. It was one of the first I read. And he talks about, he says, you know, everyone should be part of network marketing that is thinking about being an entrepreneur, or wants to know what it's like, because you learn personal development. You learn the, the kind of basics of owning a business. Like most people have an employee mindset where they show up and they get paid. Like I put out X effort and I get Y in return, you know, and I have to check in with so-and-so to make sure I'm doing what I'm doing. Well, in something like this, no one's checking in on you. And just because you do X doesn't mean Y is going to happen. Like you have to learn a skill. You have to get better. It's like going to college for four years. Like, you know, it was four years before I got a degree. Like this is something that people wildly misunderstand, but if you have the right team around you and the right community of people and the right leadership and the right systems and the right training program, you are not going to be able to recognize yourself a year from now if you really put yourself fully in. And so I would tell people, like, listen to your heart, quiet your mind and take the step that you can now, you know, and do at least 10 minutes of personal development every day, listening to a podcast, reading a book, something to to start reprogramming you know, the, the beliefs that are in your mind. Mm, I like that. Thank you. What does it mean for you? Holistic health? Mm, Holistic health means looking at the whole body. (laughs) So to me, it's looking at, look, what environment are you in? What's your emotional state? What are you putting into your physical body, the food, the water, what toxins are you exposed to? And to me, holistic health is taking a look at the whole picture and going, okay, given this snapshot, <laughs> you know, what might be producing what the physical body is like having is, you know, an issue, this dis-ease that's in the body. And it's amazing the correlation between emotions, you know, that I've started to learn and witness with people, like the emotional state will manifest as dis-ease in the body if it's not dealt with. Um, and then holistic health options, you know, those are the things to me that the non-pills, right? Like sometimes a pill is necessary for certain things, but 
it's the things that are there that are going to work looking at the whole environment. How do we detox the system? You know, how do we get stress out of the environment? Um, how do we put something that will stimulate cellular repair, right? Like I look at ASEA Redox as one of the most foundational things for holistic health because it's looking at the foundation, the trillions of cells that you are. How do we keep them healthy? You know, are you hydrated, <laughs> right? Like the, these, these basic things that, I had to learn myself in my twenties when I was getting better from my injury. Cause when the medical community didn't have answers for me, I turned, I looked at alternative things. I looked at a more holistic approach to my health. Mm -hmm. Yes. Before I'm going to ask uh, my last questions about like where people can find more about you and, uh, and the Redox, uh, the question that I have is if you could advise to listeners something Uh, small that they can start doing actually like right after listening to the podcast um, some activity or, or or a thing that can change their life uh, or help what would it be and why well obviously redox is the number one thing for mm -hmm. me but if we're talking right here right now soon as like listening to this it'd be your breath I don't think people realize how much is showing up in their breath just pause right now are you breathing shallow Or are you breathing deep? And shallow breaths usually are when we are in our sympathetic nervous system, we're in a fight or flight response, and we're not calm. <laughs> and you can reset your system, which declines the stress in the body, which puts the parasympathetic, you know, kind of being the dominant one, which is the rest, digest, restore, just by breathing. And my favorite thing, I do this all the time, driving, Before I get on a call, you know, I, I try and reset myself. I breathe in through my nose, through the count of three, and I breathe out through my mouth, like looking almost like I'm blowing through a straw for the count of five. And I just do that, making sure the exhalation is longer than the inhalation. I don't care what number you use, but exhale longer than the inhale, your system will start to reset. And that is something just audit yourself. Like your breath is telling you the state of your physical body. <laughs> so pay attention to it. It's talking to you and hitting the reset button as often as you can is, is really critical. Oh yeah. I love that you mentioned that because I'm also a breath work instructor and um, I treat the breath as our like first and then ultimate medicine for everything, you know, and like learning about how to use it to improve our health and like well-being and our thoughts it's like very powerful and yes we are breathing you know like we don't think about this we're breathing when we're sleeping when we're doing everything and we just like not appreciating this so much that we can survive without food we can survive without water for a long time we keep it we cannot survive without breath for more like i don't know three minutes let's say even like five let's let's get it but like it's just like we need to breathe all the time so yeah i really appreciate that you mentioned that and i'm happy that you also um see how important it is so yes yeah, so let's talk about now when people can find you your social media your website and also like uh they can find the redox but like do you have any other offerings also that you want to guide people to Sure. I said best thing, uh, hook up with me on Instagram. I've got a link in my bio there. Uh, it's just my name, Danielle Matthews, with an underscore at the beginning and an underscore at the end, because there's apparently more Danielle Matthews in the world. So an underscore at the front and the end. Um, and you'll see I've got uh, an ebook that I'd love, you know, to gift you all. It's it talks about how I got my my mind. I called it mind control. It's all in your head. It's a free download. 
And it's a short, quick read, but powerful in showing how I started to master my thoughts kind of on a deeper dive than what we got into today. That has been so helpful for so many people, Um, because I don't care what challenge you're going through in life. You probably don't have a brain injury right now, but you're going through something. And I believe what I learned along the way can help you get through the challenge that you're currently in and use it actually to fuel and empower you to start creating the life of your of your dreams. Um, I've also got yoga nidras on there. So if you need a guided meditation, if you're curious about that or what that would feel like, that is like meditation made easy because you lay down, you listen. And, you know, if you're a first time meditator or you've been meditating for a long time, people always go very deep. So I have that there. And then the redox, you can click and learn more there. Um, but reach out, you know, I, I always tell people like, just DM me, <laughs> tell me you heard me on the show. Let me know what resonated with you, uh, what questions you have. I'm happy to share, happy to empower you with more knowledge. It's what it's all mm-hmm. about. Yes, thank you. And of course, in the show notes, I'm going to put all the links where people can uh, find you and reach out to you. And uh, you said like, even if someone has, doesn't have a, um, a brain injury, but as I've been also like working on my own health, sometimes we don't know how much we we are missing in our brain function until we're going to really like do something that enhance it. And then we are like, wow, like I can actually like be more focused or like be more like achieve more, like do more when I'm going to like, I don't know, sleep better or like do something. So sometimes people like think like, okay, I don't have an injury, but like they have full diet or like full lifestyle. And just like by just, doing a simple things and enhancing or like coming through the products like you have and technology that you have, they can discover like, wow, there's actually totally new life that's opening in front of me. And I didn't even know because I was like doing such a poor decision. So I feel like everybody should be their own, like a health detective to discover like how they can uh, work on their own health and quality of life and improving um and creating a heaven on earth and living the dream (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely and everybody's on their own journey with it but it's you know your body's always speaking to you and the redox specifically like it's not just for the brain like i there's not a health challenge i haven't seen it touch in all these years it just it helps your system get back into balance where it needs it helps you live younger longer because you start to feel and heal and repair the way you did when you were a little kid Um, and you have no idea, like I'm telling you, I have been working the last year for whatever reason, it's been a lot of healthy people coming to me. Like prior to that, it was a lot of very, very ill people. The last year I've had a ton of healthy people and they're saying to me, Danielle, I didn't realize this version of me could exist. Like I didn't know I could feel this good. Like there is another level to my life that I'm now living with mental clarity, with like the depth of sleep, their intuition. Like people are telling you, look, my pineal gland feels like it's opening and decalcifying and like. I'm in tune more. So yeah, there's stuff out there. (laughs) Um, We can get this physical body doing well and we can, you know, be connected in with source in a stronger way. It's, there's a lot to it. Um, But sometimes we've got to get a lot of junk out out of this physical body or get it, you know, repairing. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share? (laughs) No, I just, I'm so grateful that you've created this community and you have the space and are shining light on the way that people can, you know, get their, get their best health back and allow themselves to live a beautiful life in this body. Cause we only have one. <laughs> I'll tell you, you got to take care of it. 
Uh, it's the only place you have to live while we're here on earth. And when you lose your health, you lose everything. So it's a, something that's also dear to my heart is just helping people remember, you know, that the body is um, it's the one vehicle we have. So take care of it. Body is a temple. That's the title of the podcast. Totally, yeah. I agree with you. Okay, thank you so much.